Let's go. He says, yesterday we learned there's nothing lower or more wild than a person who doesn't think. They have a and someone who takes on this lifestyle. Aoseken means the one who lives with this mindset. He nehu pahut meha behemot u meha hayot. He is lower than the animals, both the domestic ones and the wild ones. Asher betivam. They have in their nature. Lishmor et atzmam. They watch over themselves. Ve'alken yivrehu ve'yanusu. And therefore, they always will escape. Mikol ma elahem Anything they see might be a danger. They automatically escape. When the cat sees you, right away, it's careful. Sees a car coming, it moves quickly to get out of the way. Animals, by nature, they will watch over themselves not to be in a place of danger. And one who goes and walks in his world. Without thinking. Without thinking if his way is good or bad. He is like a blind person walking by the edge of the river. Asher sakanato atsuma. I mean, that person, his danger is very, very strong. The chances of him being saved or ending up in a bad place, ending up in a bad place is more than him being saved. I mean, the likelihood of him being saved is not very, very strong. So let's, let's review what we just learned. That's four lines today. So let's start first. He says, How second, one who lives his life with such a mindset of not putting thought into his actions and his his general derech of life, he calls him below the animals that are careful. They watch themselves from danger. A person who doesn't think and therefore puts himself in danger is below the behemoth and the hayot. Not a very nice thing that he's saying right now about this person. If you would if you would take a person and you would tell him that you are below a squirrel, 
he would tell him that a fly is better than you. That's what he's saying. A fly also is careful. When someone gets too close to the fly, flies away. Someone, if you would call someone that he is below a fly, I think he'd be upset. And uh, the Mesilai Sharim is branding such a person that he's below the level of the animals. So I have two questions on it, at least. And this I need really hafmaya from the people. We have the zechut of the rabim here. When you have zechut of the rabim together, Hashem sends wisdom. Question number one: Why is he so interested in making the person feel bad? What's what's the what's the idea? They stand. By the way, if you do this, you're below an animal. Like what? What? Are you, what like what's the? We know. You already told us that a person doesn't think is in extreme danger. So what does he want by branding the person that you're below a behemoth? Well, what does that do for a conversation? You know, if you sit down with your son and you give him advice and you say, listen, what you're doing is not so good. You can end up in the wrong places. Give him all the chokhmah you want. What's the purpose of telling him? And by the way, continuing your derech you're below, you're below a behemoth. You're, you're, you're under an animal. What's, what, what is the purpose, what is the goal of branding someone that he is below an animal? That's, uh, what, what value exactly is he, is he have that he's saying these words? That's question one. And the bigger question really is, it's not even a fair it's not even a fair comparison. The comparison is not, not a real comparison. You can't tell a human because you're not thinking, so you're below a fly. It's not a, it's not a right. That's not one-to-one. -one. Because a fly, that's how Hashem made it. It's not, the, it's not the fly that's flying away. Hashem put, imagine Hashem is controlling the fly. Imagine someone is controlling the drone. So the drone is not doing it. If the drone does something, it's someone who's controlling it. The fly isn't the one that's escaping danger. No animal is escaping danger themselves. They're programmed. So the programmer is the one who gave them that ability. Not only that ability, that instinct. So the fly isn't thinking, isn't saying, oh, wow, someone's coming, let me move away. That's not what's happening. Hashem built inside the fly that it will react a certain way when there's danger. It's very simple. So it's not really the animal that is behaving that way. It is the instinct that God put in the animal to do it. And a human... As you can see, and as we learned, it's not within his instinct to think about future failure or spiritual failure, things that need the mind 
to see the danger. It's not automatic. Hashem didn't give us the instinct like a fly. So how could you even compare a human being who was given a choice to think or not to think to an animal who has no choice and is basically acting the way Hashem created it? So how is that even a fair comparison? He say, oh, you don't think you put yourself in danger because you're not contemplating the results of your actions? You're less than an animal. And really, we can get up and say, no, I'm not. I mean, I'm not in a good place. I agree with you. I'm putting myself in danger. I hear everything he said. But to call me below an animal... That's not fair. I'm not below the animal. The animal did nothing. The animal is acting on what God gave the instinct of the animal. So how is it a, a fair comparison? You know, you could take two people. One, one thinks and one doesn't think. And you could tell the guy who doesn't think, listen, you're below that guy. That makes sense. That's an equal playing field. You're comparing apples to apples. But it's not fair to compare a human to a behemoth and say, you're below the behemoth. Very troubling. This Mesilad Yesharim. A, what is he trying to achieve? What, what, what is he saying more than what we already know? We already know. He told us the ill effects of not thinking and not being careful. We got it. What does he have to say at? And you're below the animal. And the second point is not even true. We're not below the animal. We're, we're in a different situation. I think, I think, just let's, let's go back to our question. The Mesilaya Sharim over here is saying, so first of all, I want to add to what was said here. Ha'oseken means after I told you this, not ha'asaken, not the guy who's been doing this for the last 50 years of his life. In other words, if he never learned the Mesilai Yesharim, and you never were aware that you have this human ability or challenge to think before you act and how important it is. You know, a lot of people who didn't learn Misilad Yesharim are not really so aware of this portion of their life. They don't really know about it. They've been living their life a certain way and never really thought about their brain being their light to protect them from dangers. I would say most people, not that they're not capable of, but they haven't really thought about it. They go about their life not really thinking. Again, not really thinking means they think about the immediate things that they need, but they don't really think about important short, long-term decisions that they're going to make, certainly spiritual things they don't really think about. And they never use their mind. 
and nothing really is in them to use their mind. They don't have that instinctively. But then you open up Mesilad Yesharim and he starts to make you aware like we've been learning for the last month on this chapter. We're learning about the importance of being Zahir. Nobody here and nobody listening has walked away from anything that Ramchal said and said, ah, I don't, I don't agree with that. That doesn't make sense. He's talking simple logic and so many beautiful examples that we see in our own lives that fit exactly what he's saying. So now that you learned what I just told you, and the guy says, you know what? I'm continuing my system. I'm continuing my life without Zehirut. After I told you what I told you, maybe before you opened up Mesilat Yesharim, I couldn't call you below Behemah. Maybe you weren't aware. Maybe you didn't know. Be'ao Seken. After everything I just taught you. And you still stand up and say, Oseken, I'm continuing the same system. The word Ose, by the way, doesn't mean that once in a while you slip and you don't think and you do something silly. That happens to anybody. Even great people, theoretically, can, without realizing, do something and they don't think. He's not saying that. That doesn't make you below a behemah because you slipped. Be'a'osekin means you made a decision. You heard everything that I had to say and you said, Osekin. Osekin means you stand up and you say, I'm not changing my way. This is who I am, this is who I've been, and this is who I will be. I will count outright deliberately. He's Osekin. It's not that he slipped. Till today, maybe you slipped. Doesn't matter how old you are. You slipped for 90 years. Fine. But now, going forward, after I taught you, and you still choose to continue this system, so now you're choosing to be below an animal. Meaning, meaning a person in the street who's not thinking, your friend, your uncle, your cousin, who's not thinking and living their life like an animal or below an animal, we wouldn't call him below an animal. We wouldn't say he's worse than an animal because he doesn't know better. But after I taught you everything, after you learned, you still don't choose thinking over not thinking. Now you're choosing to be below an animal. Realize your choice is a very heavy choice. What he's coming to tell you over here is that you, by ignoring what I'm telling you, 
are deciding between human and below animal. This is not a question of, you know, how holy am I going to be? Am I going to be very holy or slightly less holy? Am I going to be great or good? No, no, no. Is after what I told you, now here is the choice. You could be a human being. By the way, when Hashem created Adam Arishon, the words that were used by Yomer Elohim, Naase Adam, let us make men, Betsalmenu in our image, Bidmutenu. The word demut means same like us, which means let's make Adam like Hashem. Let's make Adam like God in his image, meaning he will not be God. He'll be an image, which is a notch below. And what's this image look like? Kidmutenu. It will look like God. Now, what exactly did those words mean? Kidmutenu. So Rashi Alaba Shalom says, look at this explanation. Kidmutenu says Rashi. Lehavin ulaskil. Know what it means to be like God? It means to think. Lehavin ulaskil. To use your mind. That's what it means. When it says, Hashem says, let's make men. What is the essence of a human being? According to what we just read, the essence of a human being is to think and use his mind. That is what makes us human. That is what makes us godly. What the Mesilaya Sharim over here is saying, the house can maybe till today. You were ignorant. Maybe till today we could say you were lost. You didn't realize. But now that I taught you and you still decide, you walk out of this class saying, I'm keeping the same system. I'm not going to go and think about what I do. I'm not going to start to assess what I did yesterday. I'm not going to re-think re my Shabbat observance. I'm not going to revisit the way I am in my home. I'm not going to look again into my daily schedule and see if it's being prioritized properly. I'm not doing that because that's what Zehirut requires. It requires you and I to sit down every so often and think about what we do. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I off in this area? If I don't do that, if I walk away from these words and don't do that, 
So I'm choosing, says the Messiah what I'm teaching you in this chapter is the choice between being an Adam or between a behemoth and even less than a behemoth. So again, when a person, you know, when a person learns, they become more, we'll call it, when you learn right, as opposed to a person who's ignorant, you become more responsible. That's why coming to this class makes you more responsible. You're going to be, you're going to be held accountable for the information that you learn. Maybe it's better if you don't come. If you don't come, you stay ignorant your whole life. And I'm telling you, if you don't come, you stay ignorant. You go to Shamaim, they say, listen, what happened to you? You lived your life below Behemoth. We, we made Adam, you came back Behemoth. Imagine, imagine you give a guy, he said, Adam, he comes back a squirrel. You say, what happened to you? Where, where's the Behemoth? You say, God, listen, I didn't know. Nobody told me. Nobody educated me. But when you come to this class, or you're listening somewhere, you are getting yourself in trouble. Because now you're held accountable. That's what he's telling you. So, you have to decide. If you really want to make changes in your life, then it's good to come learn. But if you don't plan to make any changes, stay home. Don't ever think because you're listening to Torah your whole life, day and night, that it's going to penetrate your soul. Don't think that. It's not true. Until you decide to open up some pores to let it penetrate, nothing will enter your... In fact, learning can become your enemy. How? Because you could feel very accomplished because you're learning. You think you're actually growing. Look how much I'm learning. But you're completely closed to what you're learning. So until you open up some space for your knowledge, not going to help you. Hear that? Now, I feel... I, I feel I don't know if that's what the Ramhal meant, but I feel that this is a very strong message that comes out of his words. Notice he didn't say these words in the beginning when he started. He first gave you all the different parts. And he said, but how second? And now, oh, you're still continuing? Now you still don't want to think about your eternity? You know how long eternity is? You know how long eternity is? A long time. Eternity is a long time. You're not thinking about your eternity? You're not thinking about your future? You're not thinking about your marriage? You're not thinking about the next 80 years of your life? You're not thinking? After what I told you, you're choosing to be below behemoth. That is the choice that you're making. And you're held accountable for that. When you come back to Shemaim and you, and you are less than behemoth, that's a big problem. Now, before you uh, leave, 
and never come back. <laughs> I have to add one more rule. There is a very hard to understand parasha in the Torah. It's the parasha of Abimelech and Sarah and Abraham Avinu. The Torah tells us that Abraham Avinu and Sarah, they went down to Pelishtim. There was a hunger and they went down to Pelishtim. When they went to Pelishtim, they saw Sarah. She was a gorgeous woman. Probably not only ex external, but see some, you can see royalty here. So the minute they entered Pelishtim, Abraham told Sarah, listen, if they ask who you are, who you are, say, you're my sister. Do me a favor, save my life. I'm afraid if you say that you are my wife, even they have morals, they will not marry or take an eshadish. So they will kill me or they'll figure out a way to kill me and they'll take you. So if they ask you, who you are, you'll say, you're my sister. Beautiful. Pay attention. What happened? Sure enough. Sure enough. They asked. That was the first question. They asked Abraham and Sarah, who is this woman? And she said, like Abraham told her, I'm his sister. Oh. Pasuk says, Abraham also said, Ahoti, she's my sister. Nice, okay. What happens? Avimelech, the king of Pelishtim. Again, they didn't want this woman for themselves. This is a very high level person. So they brought her to the king as an appropriate queen to be part of Avimelech's royalty. That's how great this woman looked. Abimelech, it says, so it says Abimelech had a dream that night. Hashem came to him in a dream. Now Hashem doesn't usually come to people in a dream. I don't know if you ever had Hashem come to you in a dream. Huh? Not yet. Some people dream of Hashem coming to them in a dream. But I think that's not really so normal. Abimelech must have been a great man. Hashem came to him in a dream and he told him, Inecha met, Avimelech, you are going to die. Al ha'isha You marry this woman. Vehi be'ulat ba'al. She's eshet ish. She's a married woman. You went to marry a married woman. You're going to die for that. Pasuk says, Va'avimelech lo karaveleha. Happened to be, Avimelech never actually touched her. Va'yomar, he says to Hashem, Adonai, ha'goy gam tzaddik ta'arog. You're going to kill an innocent man. Halo, hu amar li ahoti. He told me she's my sister. Ve'hi gam hi amra ahiyu. She said, he's my brother. Betom levavin, meaning my heart is complete. I'm innocent man. 
ubnikyon kapai, my hands are clean. I am innocent, I am clean. Asitizot, what did I do? And that, by the way, that's the halakha. If a woman comes today from out of town, never, ever, we don't know who she is, we never met her, we have no idea where she comes from, and she says that I am a single person, I'm not married. Halakha is you believe, you believe her. That is the halakha lemaaseh in Shurhan Aruf. So what did, what did I do wrong? I'm allowed to believe a man and a woman who say he's my brother and she's my sister. What did I do wrong? I am an innocent man with clean hands. And you're going to tell me I'm going to die for this? Hashem told him like this. Hashem answered him. Very important. Hashem told him, Gam anochi yadati. He says, oh, you think I don't know? I know. Ki betom that you were doing it with a complete heart. I know. I know you were. Notice, he left out one thing that Avimelech said. Avimelech said, I did it. I was innocent. Betom levavi, which means I was complete. I didn't think I was doing something wrong. That's what it means to be complete audit. I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. And my hands are clean. God says to him, I know you didn't think you did anything wrong. I know that. But he left out, and I know your hands are clean. He didn't say that. Meaning, he's telling him, your hands aren't clean. I know you didn't think you're doing wrong, but your hands aren't clean. How could that be? If you, if you didn't think you're doing wrong, why are your hands not clean? Look what he says to him. He says, and by the way, he says, that's why I stopped you from being with her. Because I know that you didn't think you're doing wrong. He says, And now, now that you know, give, give her back to her husband. Because he's a prophet. Gemara says, wait, what does that mean? Only a prophet, you have to give him back his wife? Let's say he wasn't a prophet. A man is married to a woman, and he's not a prophet. You're allowed to take his wife? What does that mean? Give him back his wife because he's a prophet. You have to give him back his wife because it's his wife. Who cares if he's a prophet or not? What kind of, what kind of a statement is that? Give him back his wife because he's a prophet. Comes the Gemara and says, no, there were two different statements being here. This is how you read the Pasuk. And now that you know, give her back. Hashem eshetaish. Give her back to husband. Period. Doesn't matter who he is. Ah, you said, you said, your hands are clean. Your hands aren't clean. You know why? Kinavihu. This is Abraham. Remember Abraham? You know who Abraham is? You know that man that everybody has heard about, including you? Didn't you hear how Abraham received guests? Don't you know that when somebody comes to a city, Abraham taught the Torah of Hesed, and the Torah of Hesed teaches that when someone comes in the city, 
You make him feel comfortable. He's scared. He doesn't know if they're going to help him. He doesn't know if they're going to abuse him. Maybe they'll kill him. He has no idea when you go into an uncertainty, into an uncertain place. The first thing you do with a guest is you ask him, are you hungry? Are you tired? Are you thirsty? What well, can I help you? That's how you deal with a guest as you meet them. He's been teaching by example and by words. And you heard about that. A guy comes into your country. The first thing you ask him is, who is this woman? You think that's an appropriate question to ask? Someone who is in fear, doesn't know what they're going to do to him or his wife. Instead of asking him, are you hungry? Can I give you something to eat? Can I give you a place to stay? The first thing you ask them is, who is this woman? You know better. Because the man, Abraham, is a person who is teaching. And you heard his lessons. You saw his example of how to live life. And you didn't take lesson from him. You decided not to learn from him. He was teaching. And you decided I'm not going to the shiur. You are liable. When you could learn. And you decide not to learn. That's already guilty of everything you should have learned and you didn't learn. Which means, yes, there are people out there who can claim innocence because they didn't learn. It's true. There is to think. But if you're able to learn and you decide, I don't want to learn because I don't want to be held accountable, then whatever it is you could have learned, you're called accountable for it. He says to Abraham, to Abimelech, he Navihu, don't tell me your hands are clean. Here is a Navi teaching people, and you decide you're not going to learn from him, you are considered liable. If you never had the opportunity or didn't realize that there's what to learn, then okay. But if you know, if you know there's something being taught and you decide not to learn because you don't want to have extra responsibility then it's automatic that you will be held accountable for that. That's the Mesilaya Sharim. After you learn this and you choose not to think, not to be careful in your life, not to assess what you do or what you don't do, you're choosing to become below Behemah. This is the choice of Adam or below Behemah. Have a wonderful day.